and welcome <laughs> to the uh, Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I am here with uh, two other members of my firefighting family. I have Scott. Hey there. And I've got Ash. Hello. And who are you? Yeah. Oh, and I'm Todd. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so away we go here again. Um, thanks, guys. So what are we going to talk about tonight, boys? Do we have any news? Well, even though we've had... Well, you've had a couple wildfires. We've had a couple wildfires. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, this weekend was the official kickoff to wildfire season. So says BC Forestry. <laughs> so says BC Forestry. Yeah, BC Wildfire Services actually. Sorry, not BC Forestry anymore. So. Yeah, they're uh, they've forgot about our few down in our neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've had two uh, two this weekend. Um, one that was only like 0.3 of a hectare, and then the other one was two two point three hectares. So, are so. they calling it the official start? For the far season? That's the that's what the media says. The media, yeah. Uh, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it just goes to show again that it's it's pretty dry out there. I mean, we haven't yeah. had any rain at all, supposedly this week, but Yeah, I was looking at that today. I think dry. sort of midweek we're gonna start to see some precipitation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely been um some pretty sunny days, some wind and dry. And no one's really cautious, right? Like in the middle of summer, middle of August. Everyone's like really cautious about their fires, mm-hmm. and everyone's yeah. really like. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, "I'm gonna burn my leaves." Things are way up. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're all thinking, "Yeah, oh, it's not. You know, it's still winter. It's just been winter. It's yeah. cold. Everything's fine. Burn season. We're allowed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good point. Everybody is a lot more aware. You know, in those months, because that's generally the big media attention for the wildfire yeah. season, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But yeah, like like we talk about, the shoulder season is that little sleeper. Season, yeah. right? That's when it really starts kicking <coughs> off sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, up north actually is, I think, usually is some of the areas where they get some good fires that last for quite a while in this early season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And some of the uh, big fires might even start to rekindle. They've been sitting over and sitting dormant over the year. Or over that's the, right. Over yeah. The winter, I mean. yeah. Yeah, there is that rekindle effect. Yeah. There's coming up through the roots and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a little update on the uh, first responder training there, Ash. Yeah, I know we said uh, we weren't going to talk about it if if we didn't pass, but I, I guess we <laughs> should probably bring it up still. Yeah, I know everybody, uh, we had 12 members uh, from our department that went through. Um, everybody did really, really good. It was, uh, I mean, it, it was def- definitely a challenging course. Um, like, we've always kind of been thrown into the medical stuff in our department, Without, I don't want to say without the proper training, just it's, we, we weren't as prepared as we, as we could be. Um, and, uh, I mean, we've, we've had a couple of calls, um, semi lately where it shows how well it can work when mm-hmm. we have the proper people with the proper, with the proper training when it comes to medical. Um, and it kind of opened our eyes and got us really going on this. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's going to be really, really positive. We had, like I say, 12 of us made it through, um, uh, we had, uh, it was over two, two weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, did a bunch of book work, did a bunch of Sims and then, uh, testing all day today, written. And then, uh, each one of us did a, um, oops, did a, uh, medical, uh, uh, trauma and a uh, medical. So nice. it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel it's, it's important too. like, we've always talked about the reason why our department started going down this path for the FR mm-hmm. training is like you said, Ash, it's uh, it's one of those things that we've 
we've all been kind of forced into doing in the past. Yeah. And like I said, it's not, not having the proper training, but you know, I would have a, a minimum first aid ticket, mm-hmm. you know, being a volley department, there's a handful of guys who are usually medics on the team as well. And, um, we would rely pretty heavily on them for, for sure. those certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. again, you don't know who you're all going to get when yeah. those tones drop. So, um, you know, we, we get thrown into this because we're always the default for so many things. Yeah. And then if we do arrive there before the ambulance or if the ambulance needs more hands and there is another paramedics to come mm-hmm. and help, we get asked to come and help. Yeah. So we're now we're stuck in the back of the ambulance assisting. Mm-hmm. So this is a really good thing to have our departments up to snuff uh, with the FR program. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I think, you know, looking forward, um, this is only going to be better for our communities. Um, it's, it's going to be better for our, our membership as well. Mm-hmm. Even not on those FR calls, if it's going to be, you know, auto X or, um, like we have had in the past where you, you go to something and then it turns, it turns into something else. Um, you know, luckily it's never been, uh, our guys, uh, on the scene. Uh, but we have responded to some of our own members <clears throat> as well. Mm-hmm. So just like in that moment, um, having just a, a little higher level of training is going to be really, really good for everybody. And, um, you know, again, I think it's only, only good, good can, can come of this and it's really good for the community. Yeah. And, and that's just it, right? Like we're, we're here to serve the community. That's what mm-hmm. we do as paid on call or volunteer firefighters. And, um, you know, we get called upon so many different, uh, varieties of events. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, just another adjunct that we need to keep improving on for our service levels. For sure. And that's, that's what it's all about is for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we do get thrown into these events and that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about, uh, some of the scenarios you guys did? Tell us, uh, kind of how you found the, the last weekend. Yeah. So like I was saying all day today was all, uh, Sims and scenario for testing. Um, Yesterday was majority uh, running Sims, just kind of getting us through, uh, getting through that whole assessment model and really getting it hammered into your head, um, just basically how to run a call. And then again, like I say, today was all testing. So uh, our group ran through a, n- a number of them. Uh, we had um, MVI with uh, spinal and um, a uh, cranial bleed. We, we had um, a somebody was playing hockey. Um, Ended up getting just some short shortness of breath, kind of leading us towards the cardiac, but ended up once we got through all of the assessment, turns out it just was asthmatic. Mm-hmm. So you know, like, kind of prepping us with that rabbit hole where we can dive to dive dive down. But if we follow the signs and symptoms, you know what? This is actually a much easier call than what your brain is starting to think that you're about to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, um, a hypothermic patient, um, and we had to deal with that. Uh, and we had uh, uh, stroke. So those are some of the calls that we had this afternoon. And uh, and then probably our favorite one of the day was a uh, mid-20s female, six-month pregnant. Um, and uh, started to have some com- complications with the, uh, w- <coughs> with the baby. Uh, and there was no females in our uh, course, so... Uh, Kelsey, he, he definitely, you know, stepped up and really embraced the role. And, uh, I mean, for, I mean a couple of other guys did too they, on the other team. Oh, did, did, did as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, the attending on, on our team, Gus, man, the guy, he, 
like I was telling the story, he, he is so great. And when you're being tested, you have to talk and like, because you know, you don't see everything because it's yeah. a, you know, a 30 some 40 year old male with a blanket in his belly. Like this is, and it's, you know, yeah, it's a very simulated event. Yeah. So everything you do, you, questions. you, you ask the questions, you speak, you, you basically narrate what you're doing and mm -hmm. what you're seeing and what you're thinking. So Gus is awesome. But when he would get, a sign, a symptom, whatever, he would say if this is good or bad. So Kelsey would say something, the the instructor would kind of echo like more of the information that was coming and be like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> right? Let's the, not say that the in the real matter. Yeah, so like... <laughs> yeah, so Oops. it was it was really, really yeah, oh, it was really good, but uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, everything, it was, there was a lot of challenging factors to it, but again, the, the nice thing we were able to, you know, just keep following that assessment model, just keep work, working through the steps. And, uh, we did have a little bit of team support, which we would get way more out in the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, but obviously because this is for assessment, they, they really wanted to, you know, see us do, do the job through and through. So, yeah. So what was the deal with that? Cause I, I was, I'd come in and out, but I wasn't really mm -hmm. watching you guys. Um, you, you were allowed to have three responders? Yeah, so we were we were in groups of four. So that's mm -hmm. how they, they broke it down. Uh, each group, you obviously, each person would have would have to do two sims throughout the day. And then you would have one patient, um, an attendant, and then you had two sort of assistants. But, like, they could only do what you asked them to do. There, there was no thinking on... They were on trained, their but they were not... Allowed to do, yeah, mm -hmm. like a trained assistant. So they knew yeah. what to do if you said, "Hey, they knew what to do if you said." Yeah, you yeah. didn't have to teach them to hold C spine. Mm -hmm. They knew how to hold C spine, right? But like, if I wanted them to get O two roll, and I could just be like, "Put on the O two, hey, put on the non rebreather at fifteen liters mm -hmm. per." Like you okay. had to spell out exactly what you wanted it to happen, but they had the skill set then to take care of that for you, right? Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if all of the if all the groups got that, they, they, they kind of changed a, a little bit as it was going. But uh, um, Brad, the, the, the instructor, seeing what we were doing, seeing what, like, how we were going to be running a call. And he says, I don't want these guys to be um, doing the work for you. He says, these guys are not here to do that. But you're going to be running. Like we, we said, our model will probably look at three or four pe people responding. So he said, why don't I give you two extra hands? Mm -hmm. um, but it is up to you through and through to say, like step by step, what you want them to do. It's just that keeps you where you can be. You know, look, you're looking after the patient, and that's right. You know, you know, so it's you know kind of the same. But I think what we're gonna see once we go live as well. And that's uh, and that style of a call, um, you know, makes you manage that call for for a win. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's very difficult when you're the only trained person there, and you know you're, you know you're you're delegating people, you know specific instructions every step of the way mm -hmm. as well as you being hands-on doing certain tasks yeah and, you know you, you get sucked into certain things you really shouldn't be mm -hmm. it's still important for the patient at that time yeah however you know if you're the one actually managing that call you need to have that step back and for sure it. and that's why mm -hmm. running a three like a three-person team like that is perfect because um then that call attendant can step back you know delegate hey okay this is what i want this is what you're mm -hmm. gonna do this is what you're gonna t grab you know and just and they're trained, so they're already going to have their task. Very similar yeah. to how we do other events, right? That's right. Fire yeah. scene. Yep. Um, and yeah, this that that type of a model for running calls works really well. For Sometimes, sure. if there's just the two of you, let's like on an ambulance, you know, you're 
you're hands-on as well, mm -hmm. but your partner is equally trained. And like, there's many times where we joked back in the days, my partners and I, we'd, she could get through an entire call, maybe saying five words because right. you just knew what needed to get done. And if they were a unresponsive type of, uh, of an event, um, even less words need to be spoken. You just yeah. know what needs to get done. Right. So mm -hmm. away you go. Um, now, obviously there's more words. I'm yeah. elaborating a little bit, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you need to, you need to step back and delegate mm. and, and keep that focus of the call. It works really well. For sure. And I feel that was becoming more and more evident. I mean, like we know that on the fire side of life, mm -hmm. um, we, we were kind of, you know, walking that wire, um, during the assessment to see like, you know, how much do you want us to do physically because he has to grade us on it. So we actually had a pretty good chat about it. And he says like, I want to see you personally at some point in yeah. time throughout either assessment, do this, this, and this. He says, once I have seen you do that, I don't care if you do it on your first or second, your second assessment, but once I've seen you do it, you don't have to, like, you don't have to take blood, blood pressure every time yourself. Because mm -hmm. I need to see that you know how to go through these steps. But once you've done it, hey, you know, now we're on our secondary. Like, we've gotten through our, our primary. We're doing all of our vitals. You know, now we're just waiting. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I want to get a second set of vitals. Hey, you, Todd, can you get me uh, a second set of vitals? And now, like, I've handed that off to you. Yeah. Because you are trained. So now you know and you can say, okay, like, I'm going to do BP. Um, I'm going to check uh, res uh, your uh, respiratory rate. We're going to check... Uh, uh, your heart rate, we're going to check your pupils, blah, blah, blah. Like, so you're, you're going down the list, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, as, as long as you have done every one of those steps once, that's the check mark. So again, this is a, um, in a test versus out in the field, yeah. right? So, and I find generally good instructors, like the ones you had, like, um, they're going to already have an idea from the past few weekends and they, days they've been watching the strong them. points of everybody yep. so they're gonna have a very good understanding of mm -hmm. of uh if you're fully competent in this area of skills mm -hmm. so it just helps for that test for sure um and then like we've spoken about that before on the way we evaluate certain people right like you know you've seen them already do it so you can ask them in that test setting once and yep. then move on to the next skill mm -hmm. good yeah on the extreme side of that it goes back to you know when we did the RTAC. That's right. Um, when we did the, what's that, what do you call it? Armageddon? Armageddon. Armageddon. One. Armageddon afternoon, yeah. Yeah, so like, what was it, two or three cars, um, ten casualties. There's like four teams of six. What do we have now? Yeah, there's... There's only uh, four teams. I think I want to say five or six on each team. Yeah. So we got 20 people. So yeah. Um, yeah, we couldn't really get bogged down. Like, you had to like... You guys are doing that. You just got to trust that everybody's doing what they're doing. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you can't be like, like putting your head in there trying to tell you, hey, no, do this, do that. Just, mm -hmm. you guys are doing that. You guys are doing that. That's right. You guys are running the tarps. Um, yeah. There's just that whole, getting back to decentralized command. Getting used to that. And that style for that event, like, yep. it, well, any MCI is like, it works great. Because I remember like, like, we decided we broke everybody down into like like an engine company. Like when you when you yeah. roll up and say like up, yeah. you've got your team leader as your officer and away yeah. you go, right? right. And then it, it just uh, it delegated everything so much smoother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, even in that because I was the IC on that yeah. Armageddon thing, and I'm not the I'm not the best at medical. Like I I, I get the gist of medical, and I'm like mm -hmm. you know I don't have the experience like Todd has, but that was good because it was like okay, Todd has the experience, so Todd's running my. Todd's, you're running the tarps. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So Todd's, and I don't think I even told you, you just started laying tarps out. <laughs> and you no, took, yeah, no, and, you, you tasked me right yeah. away and said, okay, Todd, I want you in charge of triaging. Right. And then we started delegating everybody else from there. Because yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's the best at medical, so he's going to triage. And then there was another uh, medic, paramedic there. So yeah. he was like lead paramedic Got in one of the cars. And, and then another, uh, another kind of lower level um, medical person, um, they were dealing with kind of the, the green, like there was a car full of greens, mm-hmm. um, like a car full of people that weren't really injured. So it was like, okay, you just deal with them. Um, like literally nobody in that first car was, only like, anyone was really injured. They were all just kind of, you know, bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was just, you know, understanding wh- whose role goes where. Yeah. Right. And so you don't have to be the, I don't think to be the lead. Cause I know we've been discussing how is this going to work with our mm-hmm. rollout. Um, is the captain going to be, uh, is, is he going to be in charge of the overall, um, call? Are we going to get the, is there going to be an attendant and they're in charge of the overall call? Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of goes back to what we were just talking. Like the captain should be in charge of the overall scene. Yeah. It's like an auto wax, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Or, or like the, a swift water. Like I, I really like an it like swift water. Like right. these, the specialized training, uh, this is no different than any other of the specialized training. So as an officer, after, you know, especially after going through this course, going, going through the weekend with the Sims, I can see our best, like, you know, for myself, especially, I, I, I can see, I have an idea of what's happening. Uh, I'm definitely not the most proficient. Like we have some people that are much higher trained yeah. in uh, medical in our department. So, I am better off looking after the overall scene, scene safety. Yeah. You know, you know, getting the resources and the equipment that they need. Yeah. You, you, you can look after that. But like, if I had a carry there, yeah. I'd be like, carry, okay, you are now looking after patient care. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got the big picture. You've got yeah. the, the issue, and then you can deal with the patient, and you have X person to come in and yeah. help you deal with that as well. And that's really the best approach, I feel for a fire service who's doing fr calls and stuff like you know like the officer or the guy in the person in the jump seat you know they they're in charge of that of that event right of that scene you know however the attendant is going to dictate what they require Mm -hmm. so if i'm the attending and scott's you know the officer say hey captain yeah this guy's you know we need to speed things up you know we're gonna need some good access coming Mm -hmm. in and out for this and Mm -hmm. done that's all i need to say and he is dealing with everything else. He's re- relaying the information of the resources. Um, you know, he'll have all the other information, uh, the care cards, um, the health care cards, the medications, all that kind of list ready to go for when the crew arrives, hands the medics that, and then the attendant can give the report, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the most ideal way to run it. Yeah. I think the cool thing is, too, um, with fire, is we got 20 other people that we can always call. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Paramedics, you, you got two you might have two more coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with us, it's like, oh, we need, this is actually end up being, you know, pretty technical. Like, or the, the guy's huge. And now we got to get upstairs. We got to do all this. Well, we, yeah. we don't have to go through the whole, like, hey, call your dispatch to call our dispatch. We'll just be like, <laughs> hey, we need another truck. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need another two yeah. trucks paged out here right now. And we were, we're already on the that fire channel. Like that today, right? Yeah. So we were thinking about that today. Exactly <clears throat> that. So if it's, during daylight hours, so sort of the way that we're think, thinking about rolling this out, and I mean, things might change as we get a, a, a bit closer, but anything that we do right now during the day is going to be general. Yeah. So, like, the pager goes off no matter what the call, and everybody hears it, everybody responds, and the first available people go. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get extra people at the hall regardless mm-hmm. of what the call is. Um, so just like Scott says there, if you need people... 
even if it's as, as simple as you just need extra hands to clear the path. Yeah. Um, I mean, generally, any time that we do a lift assist of any sort pull a door with, off the hinge. <laughs> with EHS, yeah, um, you know, it is to get that path clear, to, to help yeah. lift the patient, to help extricate <laughs> the patient from the premises out yeah. to the ambulance. But, um, I mean, if it's EHS delay... Or just the fact that, I mean, now that we are doing the first responder, we're going to be a little more active with the patient. So getting that second that second uh, apparatus coming with another four guys yeah. will only speed up getting that patient out. So Yeah, and you know, everything, it, again, it's, it's the patient's condition is going to dictate our response. I've been talking about in the past. Like it's, you know, you think of, uh, of a cardiac arrest call. No. Mm. Like good cardiac arrest management. If we're on scene and we're working this arrest for a prolonged time, we want people to be fresh as possible right. for CPR. That's mm-hmm. why we do two-minute cycles. That's why we cycle everything out. Yeah. With a small crew member um, to do that cycle, you're still tired. because There's a mm-hmm. lot of things Absolutely. going on. And, you know, like I've been on events where we've asked the captain, said, hey, you know, we're going to be here for the long haul. Okay, no problem. Calls in the ladder company. You know, mm-hmm. next thing you know, I've got... You know, four or five other guys showing up, yeah. and then that captain just uh, just ran the uh, the revolving door of guys yeah. going yeah. through the CPR. Mm-hmm. It works great, perfect. Yeah. So, depending on the type of event, absolutely, mm-hmm. you can make that call and get more people coming. Yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we all roll things out because it's, it's a, yeah. a new rollout, right, for mm-hmm. your department and our department. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we've been talking. We're, we'll figure out some sort of a duty crew um for that as well because you know Likewise. i think our chiefs were talking they don't want you know 30 guys showing up <laughs> no, we definitely don't want that um mm-hmm. so we have to figure that out so i know uh tyler he's the deputy chief he's got an idea for that yeah, we've got a few we're still meetings. a little ways away uh, from yeah. actually being activated so yes as well yeah so our meetings that we talked about we were um discussing like what how would it look during a daytime response so it's like you know, are we going to have 30 people show up? No, we, we only want in the first four or five, once the truck, once the truck rolls, mm-hmm. once the first truck rolls, um, everybody else can stand down and kind of just go back to their, back to their daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, <clears throat> um, nighttime's going to be different though. Nighttime's a little different matter. That's going to be a specific crew. Um, that's one thing that's tricky with us right now. We're, we're working with our radio guys trying to figure out how to page out only those Agreed. select four yeah. people, mm-hmm. four or five people, because you don't want to wake up the crew, um, the entire 30 people, mm-hmm. which from what I understand is pretty much how everybody else around the region runs. Everybody gets waking up, woken up and everybody gets paged out. And it's that like, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine if you're a full-time department because you only have like four guys on shift. But when you have 30 people sitting at home with pagers on, mm-hmm. um, inevitably what's going to happen is... People are going to start turning our pagers off. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, um, and we don't want that, and we don't want burnout. Um, we also don't want the family life to suffer. So, mm-hmm. you know, three in the morning, you set a new a new baby, and <laughs> just for so maybe you have uh, maybe you have <clears throat> another four, five, six pagers extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know that are toned just to because our dispatch has the capability of there's actually um, tone. JP and uh, Kevin, mm-hmm. who are radio yeah. guys, they were actually mm-hmm. working on uh, on leaving our current radios as is, but then yeah. having a different tone. So the tone will alert, uh, sound, uh, it, it's very complicated. <laughs> but I just, don't want to even, just to, it's the same pagers. But you, uh, but you still can't 
pinpoint the pages. No, you can't. It evidently. goes to everybody. So. Evidently, they can. I don't know. They have some way, way of yeah. doing it. I'm not. I'm not going to so, pretend to know. <laughs> Uh, but then every week you're having to change. I, I don't know. They have. I think That's it's weird. the radio. So yeah. So it's going to be the radio. So right. when it comes right. in, the pager will have. I don't have mine on me, but like you got your A B C D E blah yeah. blah channels, right? So if you are on non FR week, you will be on channel A. So it oh, will only activate okay. when you get channel A tones. Now if you're on, if you're on, you get. So you would be on. You would be on channel B maybe, or channel C. So channel A would be fire only. Channel B would be fire and uh, fire and yeah. medical. So you get everything. Supposedly that's what they're going to do. Right? Um, and then the radios. So all FR crew will have a standalone radio. Like as us as officers, we would, yeah, you you know, have, we would have everything. Or we would have just have ours. But there would be the duty crew FR radios and they would be, again... Very similar to this, just it wouldn't have to be fire rated, mm. um, and they would just monitor FR channel. I wonder if people that are listening, if there's uh, other methods mm-hmm. um, if they want to post on Facebook when they hear this, because uh, you know we're we want to hit this right the first time. We don't want to because we've talked to a lot of other departments, and they're like, "Oh man, like if you're doing it, do it, do it the right way. We did it the wrong way. These yeah. are all yeah. problems, mm-hmm. and, and that's yeah. the trick is you don't want to be waking up thirty guys because people are going to get pissed off and turn the pagers off." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they yeah. miss the miss the structure fire happens yeah. an hour later. Exactly. And I mean that's just as simple as what what we had last last Sunday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we had a campfire complaint. Complaint of yeah. a campfire, so people right? The calls and so click. people turned off the pager. So I was like, I don't need to wake up for this. I'm gonna have my I am responding will still go off. Yeah. You know, which again, I'm not sure. I mean, there was a bit of that. Maybe some people have their I am responding on silent at nighttime. Um, well, it's not as I'm responding. Pager. It'll depends on how the dispatch pages it. If uh, you know, you, you get you get I'm responding for the first truck that goes out, but then every mm-hmm. time the truck goes out after that, they'll hit the button again. Yeah. yeah. And so the pay, the I'm responding will keep buzzing. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're thinking, ah. So they might have silenced it because okay, here's a truck going out to, to go check out a whatever. This, this campfire. Like, you know, we're always going to run a piece of equipment. Yeah. So people shut that off. And next thing you know, we got a hillside on fire and mm-hmm. you know there's multiple structures around there and yeah. we had a couple of people like oh man i slept right through that because i turned it off because it was a campfire that's right right so yeah. that's the other thing like we definitely like we just said we definitely don't want to be going down that path and there's also a financial um side of it as well that's um you know we it is a crew of like three or four mm-hmm. that are going to be responding to this. And it's not not just financial for the town. It's also the impact on our employers and yeah. our day-to-day jobs, right? So everybody's running away because their, their pager goes off. Um, yeah, like if the first five people get in the door, four people get in the door, the truck leaves. Um, like there's going to be a few that will still come. Right, like if you're already in the building, you'll probably sit and wait before those times where, hey, we need another pair of hands. Right. Can, can you bring that? So I feel like if you're already here, it'll probably stay. But if you don't get to the hall, um, like if it's not my duty week, yeah, I'm just gonna go right back home or yeah. go right go right back to work, right? Yeah. And I think that's how you you kind of manage that. Between I suspect for the first little while, everybody's guys, gonna be like coming in. What's going yeah, on? what's going on? What's happening? Yeah, let's see what's like, going. This is our first. Like, time. listen. Let's like, yeah. get the feedback once the crew come, comes back. Yeah. I think we're gonna have a, a lot of pe- people there, which is but cool because like, that's the way you learn too. That's absolutely what, you do, right. You know, hey, this happened on this call. Oh, so oh cool. So that's in the back of your mind. Yeah. So 
getting that info, that debrief after is going to be really key. Um, it's like, I'm not going to do a slip. I'll just sit and wait yeah. and listen, right? Yeah. It's not about the money for us. You know, like no one shows up to these calls because we're going to be making the big bucks. We're, we're doing this to make to you know make a difference and because yeah. we, we want to, so. Good. And because you guys are running the same Motorola. For the most part, we got some Swiss, Swiss phones. Swiss phone, yeah. but that's, yeah. uh, I, I think uh, Swiss phones are maybe a thing of the past. Here. I think um, it's especially, I, I feel there's a way we were talking about it. Yeah, I, I think, think there is a way, but it's much more it's much complex more than going than click, click and, and now yeah. we're on the other one. Yeah, I think yeah, Motorola, so. they, they were lagging behind for a while and then they stepped back up and they're nice. Yeah. They're back in mm-hmm. front, I think. Yeah, other than that damn static, I'm really happy with it. The static in between the, the tone or the voice driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. oh. the voice will be like a little bit quiet from the dispatcher. Mm. Static. And then you just it wakes you up in case you missed it. Oh, yeah. It wakes you up. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, you want to grab it and chuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be good. Like you said, Scott, if there's anybody listening that has experienced this or has some input on, on how to roll... Something mm-hmm. like that, so you're not waking up 30 plus guys and yep. only a duty crew. Like, if these uh, Motorola's are capable of doing that dispatch center, mm-hmm. that'd be right. ideal. Yeah, I would love to hear some feedback for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Australians probably like send a kangaroo or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, everybody hops in the baby Joey's little yeah. pocket there and like, all right. <laughs> so, did you guys have any uh, scenarios for like the, the missing baby in the glove box? What? No. No? What? I read oh, that one. Yeah. So, we had to. Back in the day, <laughs> when we had to do all of our scenarios, the boxes were much larger back in those days. So. It was ridiculous. Like, I can fit they, baby. They would literally. I, I wouldn't say they would fail you, but they would give oh, you a remedial right. because on your scene assessment, you didn't open up the glove box right, and find right, the baby right. doll, yeah. or open the trunk and find the kid hiding in the back from an MVA. Like mm. that was yeah. the type type of crap that they used to pull with yeah. us when we were going through our evaluations. Yeah. No, yeah, we we had none of that craziness. Thank <laughs> yeah. God, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I had uh, I when I was going for licensing, I failed my first one because um, my partner, like their 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 finger slipped up the, when they're holding C spine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you, you failed! I'm like, I failed. They're like, yeah, your partner, you didn't notice your partner's finger slipped off the person's head. I'm like, what? That person's now paraplegic. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I always remember what you said, Todd. If they're that bad off that it, that you, if they're if they their neck moves a half a millimeter and they're fucking they're yeah. fucking paralyzed, they're gonna be paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the like, riding the ambulance with all the evidence that we have now. Like, we have so much more information. That's why we have this this modified nexus stuff to rule out C spine <clears throat> yeah. and yeah. and how we treat C spine injuries. You know, and there's so much evidence now. If you if you do damage. Uh, something the majority of the damage has happened at that moment at that yeah. event yeah. Uh, i'm not saying it happens all the time mm-hmm. but this a lot of the evidence points to that and then you're self-splinting right yeah. well yeah i mean like we were talking like people don't like you come into an accident scene when or even you know your necks you have a crink in your neck from sleeping funny mm-hmm. if someone calls you you don't suddenly whip your neck around you're, you're you do the you do the old the old frankenstein yeah, turn like eh. yeah <laughs> well, that's why we ask yeah. these questions that's why we palpate you know and go from there and yeah. then you can you can uh, step the, the criteria down to how you're extricating these people. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I was telling, I, th- I, th- I was trying to, I wasn't trying to work you up, but I was telling you about my scenario. That, yeah. Um, when I was doing my EMR years ago, my scenario, my, my final scenario for trauma one, I went in and it was like, open the door and there's a guy on the ground. There's a ladder laying next to him. Um, <laughs> his foot was on fire. I'm like, what? 
And they're like, yeah. So the scenario is the guy was changing a uh, changing on a light fixture. He got electrocuted, fell off the ladder, um, blew his like his leg off with his with the electricity. <laughs> and he's like, so yeah, so foot's on fire, um, heart stopped. <laughs> um, obviously, the C spine, <laughs> spinal oh, precaution. It was like. Yeah, like, this threw everything at me, and I'm like, you know, of course, I'm like, okay, so I get down. I'm like, well, first of all, let's put his foot out. That's for easy fix there. And then it's like, we get down, um, you know, check his, uh, you know, he's not, he's not breathing. He's not, no, you know, he needs CPR. So we start working CPR, throw the AD on, and the AD works, and he starts to back. I'm like, God damn it. Because in scenarios, you don't, you don't want them to come back. You're like, you know, it's easier when it's... When CPR it's, calls easy. Yeah, CPR yeah. calls easy when they don't come back. In mm-hmm. a scenario, you're like, sweet, just keep doing this for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nope, comes back. So now it's like... <laughs> I mean, I do reload everything, all that stuff. And it's like... Yeah, I'm like pouring buckets of sweat. It's like August. Pouring sweat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was not a fun one. But Yeah, we only had one, one sim where... <laughs> where we did like the full package and move everything else. Luckily we were able to do right where we were. Um, and then wait, wait for, uh, EHS to arrive. But, uh, one of ours was, um, at the hockey rink, um, like cross, cross track to the boards, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, spinal kid was up against the boards, um, oh, on the ice, on the ice. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, wanted to get us thinking like, you know, what's your mechanism? What's your environment? Right. And is laying on the cold ice. Yeah. Good or bad for patients. Well, it's bad. So it's a, you know, an early load move. Mm. Uh, get get yourself into a a safe a safer environment for the patient. So, so that was that was pretty good. That was the only time that we actually had to do a like a actual load packaging move move. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's easy to forget that you know if you don't keep these skills up, you mm-hmm. know, these scenarios. Um, that gets tricky sometimes when you get thrown mm-hmm. that type of a call again, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, paramedics, I find like we, we don't practice as much as we should. Um, our service is getting better. We're starting to do more, more in-house training and more events, but it's not like the fire service where you practice every week, multiple mm-hmm. different scenarios. Um, and I know we've talked about this in the past, like as we, progress into our practice nights with the different scenarios you put an fr or patient contact exposure in there mm-hmm. you know oh. maybe after covid we can reach out to the ambulance service and say, hey you know this night we're having mm-hmm. this we're going to be doing a scenario we're going to have our guys run the scenario yeah. as a fr maybe then we'll layer you into it mm-hmm. and practice you know like yeah it's a it's a good skill set to to keep going Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy with the fire, like how much we train. Like we train mm-hmm. like two hours a week, you know, let's say 30 hour, thirty weeks a year because there's always, you know, there's a holiday or whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean let's say yeah. 40. Mm-hmm. But, so that's, you know, it's a lot of hours. Um, compared, so that's like 80 hours compared to compared to police who train right. like use of mm-hmm. their use of force. Their scenario is like eight hours every two years or yeah. if they're lucky, you know, four hours every year. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then not or not, and, and paramedics. Like we have, like we have uh, continuing medical education credits we have to go for, yeah. and patient contacts, and and the theory is that with these contacts, you know, you're going to maintain these skills. However, there's a lot of events that we just don't do a lot of sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why it's good to do some in-house training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like same like so with the police side of things. They're you know they're always training. 
Or they, they say the same thing. Oh, well, you're working all the time. It's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. you don't get in gunfights all the time. You don't, uh, you, yeah. know, this, you mm-hmm. know, you're not putting a tourniquet all, all the time. These are the skills you need to practice because they're, mm-hmm. they're going to diminish and then you're going to be like, ah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's and the fire service. And I feel we we train all those things like extensively. We train writ almost yeah. all the time. Every time we do a structure fire uh, training, um, I mean not every time, most of the time we'll throw a writ scenario in at the very end just yeah. to get the guys thinking. Um, yeah. We're always doing searches. We're always doing uh, you know rescues and all this stuff. And it's so rare it happens. But we train all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if we were if we were training our actual calls. We'd be driving to an alarm response and being like, nothing, <laughs> nothing showing. Okay, well, let's drive back. <laughs> yeah. Let's reset the panel and drive back. Oh, this is a fun practice night. <laughs> Doing that yeah. 20 times a night for two hours, yeah, just driving sweet. around, checking alarms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's important to keep keep the skills fresh right after you do these events. No, for sure. Yeah. Good. Well, sounds like you guys had a, had a lot of fun. It's good that uh, your department's got... Well, so far 12, but you guys are planning to do more. Yeah, so I think we're, I think we're yeah. sitting at 17 all in. We had some um, people already trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a transfer in that already had FR, uh, and then we have a couple um, EMR Four and um, uh, TCP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, it's uh, like this is brand new for our departments. So mm-hmm. it's the starting point. So yeah. once we get these big numbers out of the way, it's just maintenance, right? Yeah. Getting yeah. a couple people through a year. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, pretty exciting times. I think, uh, you know, lastly on, on that, I was talking with uh, a few of the guys today about, you know, the change that's been coming and all, all the differences. I think this is, of all the things that, you know, the, the changes that have happened within our department, um, I mean, our playbook and how some of that happened, there was a lot of like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is the one that if you if you were to go back five, ten, fifteen years. Oh man, you get thrown out of the hole. You would get thrown <laughs> yeah, out of here, right? Oh yeah, no, we've, we've 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 got a solid third plus. Oh, we've got yeah, like more trained for medical first responder, and we are actively pursuing and going live this year. Yeah, and they would be like, "You you guys are fucked. Like, you're out of here. <laughs> like that's that's not the program." Um, mm-hmm. now, I feel like it's fire um, is synonymous now with medical. Yes, you, you go somewhere on a you know like in my other work, and they're they say, "Oh, we need a we need a medic for the day," and they're like, uh, "Scott, you're the medic because you're a firefighter." Like, what? <laughs> like, why am I the medic? It's like like uh, you know like Ash says, you know, is the person on fire? Yeah. Like, <laughs> are we gonna put the fire out? Is yeah. the guy on fire? Yeah. Uh, it's like, no. No, you don't want to. You don't want a firefighter being your medic. Yeah. And it's funny you say that, um, you know, we, we're just uh, uh, maybe a little more like rough and gruff than everybody else. Like crass? What? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So one, one of our scenarios today was, uh, what the heck was it? So it was something to do with C-spine. Uh, oh, it was a mountain, a mountain biker crashed. Um, somebody had already ripped their helmet off and like, yeah, it was like, like big, like, um, big on c-spine but they also had a broken arm and kev was running the call and uh he was not concerned at all about the broken arm because that is not a like a a life-threatening right so he was looking for his critical intervention actions and he's like ah fuck it (laughs) thank you we'll we'll worry about that later right where we did have some bystanders we had a couple like there was the group of three um 
and in like when we were done with the sim, like we did get to it. It was you know it was splinted. It was you know secured. We did the load, mm-hmm. ready to go. Um, so it happened. It just happened much later into the sim yeah. because, like, so you have a broken arm, but like, there's much, there's much more important things happening. And when we were doing the debrief after, it was like, hey, fucking firefighters, like, yeah. this is what you guys are like. Like, ah, bro, you know, you just crashed down the hill. Uh, you got, you know, lower level of consciousness. You got, um, um, the C-spine's going crazy huh. and all like then there's this little broken arm and we not dismissed it like we were aware of it and weren't yeah, like yeah. throwing it around but it was more of like not hey, to worry about it it wasn't it wasn't a, a high priority yeah. um and the, the you know the instructor says you're not wrong no. but also you got many hands yeah. yeah, you know the yeah. imagery and just the whole patient comfort level. Like, let's get it splinted, let's get it secure, um, yeah. and like, just we had to start thinking, you know, thinking of that. And I think, again, this comes back to testing versus real life running a call. Yeah, yeah. that would have happened a lot sooner. Um, this is in the testing phase. You're you're worried you're going to miss. A critical intervention a critical that you're intervention. being marked on because but, yes. that's where your mind is going is that he's looking for this critical thing, right? Like if I don't do this, they could yeah, do this, absolutely. right? But um, I feel on a on a fire call too, like accident. We're not like we we look at them and we're like, yeah, you got a broken. Like I remember the, that there was that kid. He has his knee was like dislocated, mm-hmm. but he was like trapped in a car. So we're like, well, we're gonna cut the car out around you. Yeah, sorry about your knee. Yeah, <laughs> like we're stabilize as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, and I remember that we, you know, the kid got a huge dose of endonox, and then he just like kind of we just kind of were like, ready? Yeah, we just kind of ripped him out of the car because we're like, we got to get you out now. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I, and I think that's why it falls to um, back to when people ask you to be a medic on you know something that you know is nothing's gonna like the worst thing that's gonna happen is someone might twist an ankle. Right, you know, <laughs> we're we're doing an active like a day of activity on the mats. Mm-hmm. Well, you're the medic. Right? I remember like distinctly like this guy when I was training in the coast. This, we're doing some mat work, and this this kid ran by and he tripped, and I <laughs> he takes a tumble and he twists his ankle. So I'm literally like, "Hey man, drag yourself off the mat." <laughs> <laughs> so he drags himself. I'm like, "Thanks." Okay, let's carry on. <laughs> He's over there like ah. And then I look over and like an OFA attendant shows up and they're like, they're doing the whole gas pedaling the foot and they got ice on them and they're doing like, they're like checking his level of consciousness and like, he twisted his ankle. (laughs) But it it goes back to like, we're used to dealing with uh, like a car wreck, you know, a house on fire with a person in there and like all this crazy stuff, someone drowning in a river. And you know you're you deal with much worse, Todd. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you come to like a guy twists his ankle, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> it's hard sometimes to to find that level of compassion yeah. when, when we need to sometimes. And I think that's you know across the board for most emergency service workers, right? Like we we all have that you know the black humor. Uh, we mm, kind of deal with things. Yeah. We're all wired a little, little differently, definitely for these types of things. Like the ongoing joke is always you know like from the family and stuff as well. Like. Yeah, don't look for sympathy from Todd unless you're like dying. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, because if you have the, if you have to have that much sympathy, like it's almost like you have to you have a bucket yeah. of sympathy. <laughs> and yeah. if you use up if you use it on like little things like a guy twists his ankle, and I'm like, oh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling, buddy? Feeling there, Come on, there, champ. You can pull through on this one. Mm-hmm. It's like 
I'm just using up my sympathy bucket. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to save that for a time when I am actually needing it. So you got your leadership equity on your left yeah, side and sympathy your sympathy bucket, bucket over here. <laughs> yeah. I write a book. You know, on that, actually, if if anybody's out there floating the Facebook world, um, check out uh, Dr. Jody Carrington. She's, well, you should, yeah, she's yeah. a psychologist. I shared one of her videos. And so she's, I don't know if she's a psychologist, a counselor, whatever, but... Um, She's awesome because she calls it as it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one video I shared is she's like, she's like, yeah. So they're, you know, they're a little harsh. You know, that's they're not gonna, you know, give you all the sympathy for that little, little rolled ankle you have. Yeah. It's like you got you want these guys to be and girls to be running into the emergency scenes. You don't want them to be, be big fucking pussies <laughs> and start crying on every every scene. You want them to man up and yeah. and you know do the call and take care of you mm-hmm. and. and the, the whole thing, it's it's hilarious. She nails it. She's yeah. a rock star. Yeah, but, but I funny. absolutely howl. She's like, yeah, you think they're going to be a bunch of big crybabies showing up and have a little uh, whimper fest and, you know, as, as you're injured? No. They're going to yeah. deal with the situation at hand. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, talking about the uh, the levels of, of training and stuff where we're at now, like for first responders and stuff, we're way above where we were before. So I was saying just before, um, when I got hired, I got hired as a OFA three first aid attendant. So level three first aid attendant. Here you go. An OFA is industrial. Yeah. So an industrial first aid attendant and, uh, with a little transportation endorsement, right? And away you go. You had a blanket. You rolled a blanket for your. Here's your shift on the ambulance. (laughs) Go nuts. Uh, okay. Now what? (laughs) Oh yeah. You'll get your training (laughs) sooner or later here. Sign up for it. Well, there's weeks, months, you know, working on car as an OFA attendant before you get into, uh, you know, the, the PCP school at that time. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, you, you, I look back to what we were given and thrown into the mix for the level of service. Like, dear God. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. people had no idea what was coming <laughs> coming to them. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, pretty poor. But um, things have picked up a lot, a lot better. Yeah, awesome. Wow. Um, all right, guys. Well, I guess that is it for now. The got one, you guys hooked on that new game? The one thing I was going to say. So, Scott, every little you know pause we need to break, or, you know, if we have an audio issue we need to tweak, Scott's picking up his phone here and playing this game. Scott, do you want to talk about it? Well, I don't know. I found it the other day. It's called Emergency HQ. And, I, <laughs> you know, and honestly, I saw it. I'm like, eh, what's this thing about it? It's actually pretty good because you got to use your brain. You got to do the resources. <laughs> you got to, you know, it's funny because it's a firefighter game, of course. And it's firefighter, paramedic. I think there's a police in there. There's a dog unit, which I haven't got yet. <laughs> Working on it. Tow truck company. You, yeah. Company. Evidently, the, evidently in their service, tow truck is like right there with fire trucks. It pulls in and it's actually while the vehicles are, or while the house is still on fire, you're towing the vehicle away. It's awesome. It's got its own ringing code. Well, I mean, it's pretty close <laughs> to reality because yeah. I, I don't know what you guys, but our tow trucks in our town, they start following the fire trucks. That's where we go. So, yeah. Well, I seem to remember one time the tow truck had to pull back into the station once here to help because we had to put up the car fire because he drove way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> he like towed the car away. We're like, what the <laughs> so no but it's um it's it's a silly game but it's actually pretty cool and it actually makes you like prioritize execute because if you don't deal with the fire um the uh, exposure catches so you got a cool exposures it's actually pretty sweet 
and we're not getting any endorsement at all from it. <laughs> no, just your addiction is uh, yeah. growing from the, uh, the yeah, game. That's better than TikTok. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably play it for a bit before bed tonight. Yeah. Maybe a little less. You're gonna, you're gonna text me in the morning. Yeah, you son of a bitch! I haven't slept yet. <laughs> yeah, we definitely start getting sucked into a little bit here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Awesome. <clears throat> all right, our real sponsors. <laughs> yeah, our sponsors uh, are real uh, shoutouts. Let's mm. so move on to uh, on to Modus. Mm. Who wants to take that one there? I can with it. Yeah. All right. Um, so Modus, uh, we we uh, talk about these guys every week. Uh, we love the relationship that we built with them. Um, their big claim to fame started out with the uh, Snagger tool. Uh, awesome for hose hose handling. Um, help you out with uh, cut, you know, cut uh, cutting glass. With, um, oh god, no, <laughs> uh, Modus, <laughs> uh, every time, yeah, we always go down the old uh, sideways path here, but uh, no, so, um, we've been using and demoing their product for uh, literally years now. Uh, <laughs> this has been going on for a while, and we love the product. We got a uh, uh, a care care package last week or the week prior which we talked about uh, which we did chat about already we we shared uh, a, a photo quickly of what we got didn't really get into detail about it yeah but uh, we actually did a super quick demo to um, our members on Thursday our, our last practice on uh, just some soft entry techniques uh, with some of the new gear on the panic bar. and yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. so on the panic bar and it was money so uh, really, really cool piece of kit. Um, so check them out online. Uh, we've got some photos and videos on our socials. Uh, they've got uh, obviously their their Facebook and Instagram and such. If you like what you see there, uh, DTFF five is going to get you five percent off. Awesome. Yeah, that mm-hmm. J tool works like a hot damn. Oh yeah. yeah. Panic uh, panic door hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, Ignition USA. All right, uh, I'll talk about that one. Um, yeah, the Seattle Sea Rat uh, Ignition USA is uh, in the same motion of uh, soft entry and passive entry tools. Um, they made that uh, <clears throat> tool. We call it it's this combination tool. It's like the Swiss Army knife. It's got multiple functions in one device. Uh, it's small enough. It's portable. It can fit it in a pocket. Uh, it's got a whole variety of uses, and it's uh, the one thing we always forget to talk about is that if something gets damaged or needs to be replaced, mm-hmm. each piece of that can be taken apart and ordered and replaced individually. So it's not like mm-hmm. you're throwing away the whole kit yeah. um, if it's a, if a piece was damaged. So that's really really key, um, and it's great. We have uh, we've got some hardware, or not sorry hardware. We have some videos of us using that for sure. That stuff, and also uh, go on their website, Ignition USA. Uh, Jason and them have a whole pile of videos for for their mm. stuff. Doesn't work for all of our soft entry stuff, mm-hmm. but um, industrial type of settings and in their neighborhoods, and it works well. Uh, that's why it's dubbed the Seattle Sea Rat. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'll say, and I was thinking about this the other day, I kind of find like what Modus is doing is they're making like they're putting together a kit that you could have on a truck. Um, what I really like about the ignition unit is that's something that like your duty officer could, could have, mm. or like your, uh, your medic team, your rapid response units. These mm. are the things that, uh, you know, it, it could be less coming off of an engine 
this is more of a you know it's a personalized it's item it's a personalized it's a item yeah. rather than like an addition to it i mean not that it couldn't also be a piece of kit but this is like something specifically for you mm-hmm. or like for your you know special response rather for the initial guy person yeah getting there. exactly yeah because i could see i could i could see people stacking up behind you waiting as you're doing as you're like just man yeah, as you're trying to like <laughs> shimmy the door and mm-hmm. oh, I'm coming through, smash! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, I can just see somebody doing that, just like get out of my way. <laughs> but if you're there early on yeah. scene, uh, yeah. that's going to give give you the moment to uh, gain access to that door yeah. um, while your team is coming, you know, coming in behind you. Yeah, and like you said, like these kind of rapid response vehicles and medic units, you know, things like that. Um, we roll up to a lot of buildings where the entry codes don't work. You know, mm-hmm. and now we're yeah. waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting for that information to be a dispatch to do a callback, and the person doesn't answer the phone, and we're still waiting. And there may not be other ways of getting in. There might not be actually um, um, the, the standard keys and stuff for lockboxes yeah, to get right. in. So having that that tool like the CRAT is a good a good resource to, mm-hmm. to maybe use to get in. And I think one one big thing is like we we've been chatting about some of our pre-plan coming up this this year and doing. Um, another thorough tour of the town and putting putting some some real good plans together. Uh, these are the, the sort of times when you can look at what kind of you know what kind of door they have, what kind of mm-hmm. entry they have, uh, and you know make make a note of where this could come in handy if you do have a PR that's going to be delayed or if like yeah. you say those access codes aren't up to date or they changed and when you know whatever it is. Um, having that like hey mm-hmm. this is in our pre plan that one of these units could could. You know, you can bust out the C-Rat, you can bust out mm-hmm. uh, some of the motors here, for sure. And some of the things I've noticed as well, like in our area, like we'll have a, a lockbox yep. designated somewhere. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times it's in a horrible location. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sure, it might be near the main entrance of one building, but yeah. we still don't have access to those other outer buildings. Or it's mm-hmm. been five years since the thing's been open and someone's stuck a cigarette button there, put chewing oh, gum yeah. in the friggin' uh, lock yeah. the keyhole. You're like, yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So Ignition USA and it's uh, DTFF twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, still active last last we checked there. Awesome. We we say it like that because we're twenty twenty one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, uh, stop the bleed, Scott. Yeah, stop the bleed. Um, actually, uh, just taught it again on Thursday night to mm-hmm. the well. Um, these guys were going through some of their FR stuff. I took the brand new people, three three of them. One of them was away, so there's normally four. Um, ran them through stop the bleed. Um. And uh, as always, one of them was like, or a couple of them were like, yeah, I don't know, where do you get these tourniquets from? I'm like, I'm going to have a tourniquet on me from now on when I go wood chopping or when I go in the yeah. woods and, you know. So, yeah, you show them a few of those videos and, like, you know, a few of those uh, YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, didn't realize you could bleed out that fast. Yeah, that's true. It's very so, fast. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we did the whole course. Uh, did the blood demo outside. It's good. Um did a few of the little go-rounds with the wound packing from using the old uh, yoga blocks there. Perfect. Yeah. Those yoga blocks, they really hold up. They do, yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny how uh, for 6 bucks you can make a, or maybe for 20 bucks altogether with a pump, mm-hmm. you can make a really good prop that lasts pretty much forever. Numerous times. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, just turf it for 6 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so stop the bleed. You can go online, check it out. Uh, if there's not an instructor in your area, you can uh, possibly become an instructor by taking uh, by dem- demonstrating to them that you have a certain level of medical uh, capability, and then going to um, 
going to their um, website and, and applying. And then just making your course, the course your own. Adding mm-hmm. some videos, adding some uh, high fidelity sims, yeah, and just kind of following their procedures, but also being able to go off on your own a little bit um, without changing the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, direct pressure, wound packing, and targets. Yeah, no chest seals yet. No, I think I, I feel only no stop the bleed. That's why. <laughs> yeah, with the stop the bleed course, depending on your skill set and and level of of training and stuff, like you know, after you teach your department if you're doing it that in that setting yeah. um i feel it'd be pretty easy to layer on some education with some chest seals you guys talk chest seals at all that we did a little bit yeah oh, nice. yeah mm-hmm. that's cool yeah i don't know if it's in our uh well, our, no, our it's, it's a form of bandage it's just addressing addressing sorry yeah. addressing yeah, yeah. For um, sure. yeah so Nothing yeah special. i know when we talked to mm-hmm. dr nick at the art tech he said yeah it's addressing um absolutely yeah, yeah that's right yeah i know because no, it's you have s march yeah, so I saw it in your kit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, and it came up in one of our things. Actually, we had a there you go. Uh, what is it? Tension, tension with yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. yeah. So it's basically a piece of. <laughs> it's a pre-made S march. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> they're they're just addressing. Um, you know, everybody's always trained for you know starting off with a gloved hand for a chest yeah. sucking chest wound things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what we talk about with tourniquets. It frees you up. Like you're not just yeah. gonna sit there. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it's the definitely self, the way to yeah. go. Yeah, mm. got that belt one. Yeah, it's yeah. got one we've checked over. Yeah, mm. awesome. Um, Tanner Olson. Tanner Olson. I yeah. just did a live show last night. A, little, mm-hmm. a short set, um, but still a set. What's some of his new music? I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. No, I I saw it. I I made a note to come back to it. It yeah. it was last night. It was like the night before our, our exam. Oh yeah, right. And yeah. I was like ah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're gonna do a full band thing coming up, and nice. they're gonna start doing some live shows at breweries. I think down the awesome. coast. Nice. Yeah. So with uh, you know, with swing. vaccines and stuff, and it's starting to open up a bit. Mm-hmm. Get back in the swing, and uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sweet. they were actually in a studio playing last night. So hmm. nice. Yeah, it'll be good once things start to opening up a little bit, and and uh, maybe we'll get lucky and have them out uh, before you know, before too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Rescue Essentials. Um, we're going to talk about them again. We're, we've been chatting. We've got to do again and see if there's any sort of uh, items that we want to trial in our, mm-hmm. um, our training and get back to them. But Rescue Essentials reached out to me, and they want to kind of partner up and uh, provide us some some levels of kits to try and talk about on the podcast as well. So go online and check them out, rescueessentials.com. They have a whole variety of stuff, like all sorts of medical training gear, um, shop the bleed supplies, um, tactical kits, TCCC kits, uh, fully stocked or just bags and anywhere mm-hmm. to knives and flashlights and everything else. But uh, yeah, check them out. They're very good, very good company. I've bought a few items from them and some IFAC kits from them as well. Mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of training supplies from them. And they're uh, they're pretty nice. Yeah, their website's really good. There's a lot of really cool shit out there. So yeah, lots mm-hmm. of swag. Yeah. Then there's us. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook. Uh, search us up, give us a like, give us a follow, and please feel free to reach out and uh, give us some comments there. And if there's anything that you want to discuss or um, you have any ideas for us, for guests or uh, topics, um, yeah, make us a comment there, please. Uh, we're on the, also on the YouTubes. We've got a bunch of video content out there. Um, we're working on some more ideas once uh, COVID releases a bit here. 
Uh, we will get back out there. We're also on the Instagram and a little bit into the TikTok, mm-hmm. which we'll have to up our game eventually here. Yeah. We're not going to dance and do any of those kind no. of things, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will definitely be sharing all of our um, shrunken down versions of our uh, YouTube videos that we put out there. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is right now, like even just the Instagram content, the YouTube content, like it's because we haven't been able to get together and do a lot of the, the mm-hmm. scenarios we want to do and video it, uh, yeah. it's making it very difficult. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, springtime here, weather's getting better, things are starting to release uh, for rules and regulations through mm-hmm. our province. So I feel we'll be able to start doing that. For Probably sure. Good. Awesome. Well, I think that is it, guys. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? I think we'll just dang, dangle the carrot quick, quickly again about the uh, Modus product that we had brought in. How we're going to do a little bit of a giveaway coming up here. Um, don't quite know exactly how we're going to roll that out and what, what that's all going to look like. But uh, uh, yeah, there's a couple pieces of gear uh, that we want to put in there and maybe mm-hmm. uh, some other stuff on our end. Absolutely. So, yeah. See we'll old, have to try and chat this next week here. Yeah, see old carrot dangle. It's coming down the pipe there, so... <laughs> We did yeah. so well last time, so we want to make sure that we can follow it up with some uh, some really good success. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. No, we'll have to chat and think of uh, some ideas for uh, for a little giveaway there, absolutely. a little competition or something, and yeah, go from there. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Ash, thank you guys. Have a great evening. Scott, good night. All right. Thank you everybody. Have a good night. Stay safe and stay TFM.